and and uh, and uh, I think we are the only public radio show where ex Mormons outnumber ex Jews. <laughs> um, and I don't know what to make of that. It wasn't planned at all. Live from the Payson High School Sweethearts Dance, it's the What Say Ye podcast. Derek, uh, why did they let you into a high school dance? Hello, Court. Uh, I was actually interviewing students. Sorry, what is what is your name? Chloe Williams. All right, and yours? James Jewell. You guys are here together at the dance? Yeah. You look great, by the way. Thank you. Tell, tell me the color of your uh, suit. It's purple. It's beautiful. Uh... I okay, but why were you interviewing students? Well, I will direct that answer to the listeners. Uh, well, listeners, we've got a story for you this week that involves the Payson High School Sweethearts Dance, Goats, and the host of This American Life, Mr. Ira Glass. Uh, usually, if we, like, I, I, you know I say this? More specifically, it's about Ira Glass's interest in these students at Payson High and the weird ways that they ask each other out to school dances. So who asked who out for this dance? So I asked him. Mm-hmm. Tell me how how'd you do it? So in our, we have fourth B day four together. So I got in a really fancy dress and I asked him if he'd be my beast to sweethearts. What did you think about that? I I uh, went and bought roses and made paper roses and spelled out yes and gave them to her. Nice. How did, were you excited to get asked out? Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> A few weeks before Derek went to that dance, I was at work on a Friday afternoon when I got a call. Apparently, Ira Glass was there at Payson High School that afternoon, doing interviews for an upcoming episode of This American Life. So I rushed out there to track Ira Glass down and figure out what he found so interesting about Payson High School students in the first place. You're being called to the front office. I'm getting called to the front office? Yeah, I think okay. that thing is happening. Okay. Take your years. It's been years. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. so. <laughs> or you're going to get detention. That's, what <laughs> <laughs> That's Ira Glass. He was there at Payson High School prepping part of a new This American Life episode on the topic of grand gestures. That episode airs uh, this weekend on public radio and thisamericanlife.org. Court couldn't interview Ira Glass that afternoon. Ira was busy interviewing students, but I was able to speak with him over the phone last week. So how did the idea come about? And like, how did you tell us the behind the scenes of how you came to Utah? Uh, one, of our reporter, one of our producers, rather, Mickey Meek, M-I-K-I-M-E-E-K, uh, went, went to Payson High School and... Uh, and uh, we're doing an episode on grand gestures, and one of the things she brought up in our story meeting was like, well, you know, the elaborate ways that kids ask each other to dances in high school. And then she described some of them, and everyone else in the meeting was like, no, they don't do that in our, you know, they didn't do that in our high school, like people from elsewhere in the country. And then that's when Miki learned, like, oh wait, this was very particular to Utah. And since then, we've 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 uh, researched a little more and found that it does happen in other states. It's not just in Utah, but it, it's still pretty unusual. And uh, and so uh, and so uh, so you know, we thought we should do a story. So, in true This American Life form, this episode of What Say Ye is in three acts. Act one: Court goes back to high school. Walking into Payson High School that Friday afternoon, I sort of felt like Steve Buscemi in that episode of 30 Rock. How do you do, fellow kids? What? 
I interviewed fellow kids, Ivan Weber, Ezra Staley, and Max Benyon. They're members of Payson High's student council, and they told me what it was like to have Ira Glass at their school. So, how's today been going so far? It's been going really good. Um, I got here you know, in the morning, and I met up with uh, Mickey and Ira. Uh, like 7.15 with my sister, yeah. and uh, that's kind of where we started out. You know, they started out by interviewing my sister, and uh, we've just been, you know, interviewing with a lot of other people since then. That's Ivan, a senior who's interested in pursuing journalism after he graduates. And this is Esri. So we actually um, recorded a whole bunch of interviews for them and sent them to them, like, before they actually got here. So they had a couple of ideas of who they wanted to do and just, like, material and stories to go off of. Yeah, so. then we started, you know, working on, like, okay, like, who has the type of stories that they're looking for? And, mm. you know, what they're looking for is these interesting stories about how people ask each other to dances. Did you have a lot to choose from, or how did that um, work? We have a lot to choose from here, but, like, yeah. most of the stories are kind of mediocre or the same. So it's been, like, kind of interesting, like, going yeah. around and being like, I know you've gone to a dance. Like, how did you get asked? And, like, finding the more interesting stories yeah. and, like, seeing how over the top some people go so versus, like, just leaving a poster with some so Swedish fish on a porch. Okay. okay. So, nice yeah. Wow. So, so what are some, what are some uh, particular stories that people have told you that, that have been memorable? What was wrong? Prom. Okay, so like most towns in Utah, we have the pee on our mountain for like Payson. And a couple years ago, one of the kids actually to ask a girl to prom, he got a whole bunch of fabric from Joann's and he just like wrote prom on the mountain. And he like took her on a four-wheeler ride and he's like, will you go to prom with me? And it was super cute or whatever. And then she's like, well, he like did the biggest thing he could possibly do. So how do I answer this? And so she just wrote, yep, on the mountain too in fabric. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's actually really funny. That one's yeah. really good. Just putting my high school asking out <laughs> oh, to shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't someone like give someone a goat and then it was tied to the door and it like jumped off the porch? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like, will you will go you goat to, to prom or to homecoming with me or something yeah. like that? Oh, yeah. So it's like kind of nice when you're on the receiving end of that. And like, I don't know, it's just cool, like, because we've been talking about all these stories that people have with since like I was here and it's cool because like teachers even are like oh yeah like this happens to me like when I was in high school and so it's mm. super cool just because like you know like one time you got asked a problem with a goat and you're probably going to tell your kid about that when you're 30. Like, I would hope so. Yeah. While Ira Glass, Mickey Meek and the students were rushing around coordinating interviews that day the students' teacher Clint Perry sat at his desk in the background. Perry teaches a bunch of journalism classes at Payson High and actually graduated from Payson High School himself back in the day. So what has it been like to have our glass here? Oh, awesome experience. Um, obviously to have one of the best radio broadcasters in the country come to your school and, and talk to students. And he, uh, we, we did a, a Google Hangout yesterday where he was able to interact with a bunch of the broadcast students and teach them some things about finding stories and, and what um, makes his radio show so successful. For me, you know, having, having someone so good at their job here and, and, and telling the students a lot of the things that I've been trying to teach them, it just reiterates the facts. Yeah. Interesting. Now, it turns out this level of involvement with high school students is actually pretty unprecedented for Glass and his show. Like, I've never done um, a story in a school that had a decent journalism program. And so, and so I've never, like, it's never, it's never, nobody's even asked. Like, it never even came up as an idea. 
up for. Now, I do go around and give speeches and stuff. And, and if I'm giving a speech at a college, I will make a point to like talk to the journalism students at the, at the school in a separate session and, and meet with them and listen to their work. Actually, that's one of the things. Like if I go to – if I'm speaking at a college, like I'll ask to meet with the journalism students in the afternoon, and then I'll have them send me their work before I get out there. And, uh, and so I can listen to it, and I give them all critiques. Um, so, uh, so, so I've done that for sure. For me, as someone who's interested in maybe going into journalism when I get older, you know, like some broadcast stuff, like just watching him interview people, like seeing how sometimes, you know, he's like, you know, he starts him out by kind of, you know, prompting him a bit more. And then like, you know, as he goes, he's kind of like handing it off, like just watching really like how he can get people to tell a story is really cool. You know, I got to sit in and watch him interview one of the things. And also just seeing like the whole creative process, kind of how it moves is really cool. Awesome. I've really enjoyed, because um, I mean, going to Payson, like you're just kind of used to what it's like and you don't really think about how this is any different from what other people have experienced. That's student council member, Max Benyon. Having these kind of outsiders who grew up in like different kinds of situations in high school coming to our school and being like, this is so interesting. Like you have a broadcasting class, you have all this stuff where it's kind of like, just normal to us and we would just casually be like oh yeah this happens here but to have to see our school through new eyes is kind of really that doesn't happen every day yeah so. i would say so i think the only national coverage my high school got was we were in the new york times for budget cuts and our school year ended like a month early <laughs> i'd say so i'd say that like the two major things now is like footloose and now Iron Class yeah. came. Boom. So, so. Yeah, it's super One and cool. two. One and two. Those are cool. <laughs> so this brings us back to the actual dance two weeks later. And this, Court, to answer your question, is why I was at that dance. Act two, everybody cut footloose. All right, so I am here with uh, Max. Hello, Max. Hi, how are you? You talked to Court before, but I'm Derek. Good to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, so, uh, welcome, to the, welcome to the dance. What are your impressions of the dance so far? Um, first of all, I really like the lights. I love it when they put lights around a room. That's always, like, so nice. I just It just brings it really cool. I like that there's tables to sit at, because we don't always have tables to sit at in places, but, you know, yeah. All right, would you, would you tell me your name? Wait. Do I got to talk into something? Or? Yeah, talk into this. Test, test. Okay, tell me your name. Dylan Sigurd. All right, and uh, where are we right now? Payson High School. Yes. Did you know that there's been some, like, journalists come in here and, like, talking to people about the dances and stuff? No, I didn't. Okay. No. So, uh, people have been, like, curious about how people ask people out in interesting ways. Yeah. Did, did you come with a date tonight? Yeah, I did. Did you ask her out in an interesting way? Uh, no. Uh, she, uh, I actually got asked by one of her friends. So uh, I, I didn't even talk to her till tonight. So How's it going so far? It's good. It's good. Well, enjoy the rest of your dance. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you. So, yeah, Ira interviewed me in the morning, and I didn't know that he was Ira Glass. So I was like, hey, where are you from? And he's like, oh, I'm from New York City. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. And he like was telling me how he met Anne Hathaway. I was like, dude, I want to live in New York City. And then like after hanging out with him throughout the whole day, 
I like start to realize like, oh, is this guy like a big deal? Then I figured out he was Ira Glass. But <laughs> cool. So what did he talk to you about? Um, so he asked me like um, different ways I asked people to dances and got asked, and he especially liked the one where I put goats on someone's porch. I was like, I'm not kidding. I'd love to go to Sadie's with you. So that was pretty cool. So for this dance that we're at right now, was there any story for getting asked out or asking somebody? Um, this one wasn't as cool, but I had a little pie and I put it on his porch and I'm like, it would be a delight to go to Sadie's with, um, Sweethearts with you. And then he responded with, I'd be so delighted. And then he had balloons and soda stuff, so. Soda, soda like to drink. Yeah. Um, so how's the dance so far? Is it living up to all your hopes and dreams? <laughs> yep, it's awesome. <laughs> this is Derek. Hey, Derek, it's Ira Glass. Ira, hey, <laughs> thanks for calling. Hi, hey, sure. Hey, listen, I'm caught in an edit on a story. Can we do this one hour from now? That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be fine. Okay, all right, okay. let's talk that. Okay, sounds good. Okay, right. This brings us to the final act of the show, Act 3, my Friday phone call with Ira. Hello, this is Derek. Uh, hey, Derek, it's Ira. Hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling, Ira. It's really great to talk to you. Likewise. So, Ira, your story is about teenagers uh, making these you know, big grand gestures, asking people out on dates. Our story is that Ira Glass came to Utah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> I think I got the best of that story, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So so we want to know kind of the behind the scenes of that. There, one of the students that, that we talked to um, mentioned that, because, you know, Footloose was filmed here in Utah. And he was like, yeah, now we had Footloose. Now we have Ira Glass. Like, Utah is just coming up. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just one step closer to Kevin Bacon. Another dream come true. That's right. <laughs> and and what was the experience like? How How, how did you find our state? Well, I've been in Utah many times, many times. Like, like, uh, like. In fact, uh, like the last time I was there, I was doing uh, touring with a dance show that I perform in, and was in Provo, and uh, and so I wasn't very far from there actually. And uh, and the public radio station, uh, there are two public radio stations, uh, you know, Salt Lake City and Park City, that are very strong public radio stations. So I've done a ton of events for them, and uh, and. Uh, uh, so I've been to I've been to Utah a lot, and I always I always love coming to Utah. Um, I mean I mean like but you know uh, but uh, but but Payson was very different than the high school I went to for sure. Um, like I grew up in suburban Baltimore, so you know my school was uh, a lot more black people, yeah, and uh, and and more like an aging factory. Than the kind of like you know uh, prairie sort of kind of school that that you get once you like hit Colorado and head west, you know. Yeah. Uh, it looks so different. Yeah. I have to say, like I have to say, like one of the things about being a patient that was that uh, that would have been a great story in and of itself was that we were there for Gender Wars Day, huh. and uh, and it's and it's arranged by the student council and it's boys versus girls, and the girls. When they cheer the girls, and they're doing things like relay races and stuff, and and apparently the girls almost always win. I, in fact, like the, I was told, the girls always win. And then this year the boys won. And when the girls cheer, they say things like, you know, go, <laughs> things like that. And when the boys cheer, they cheer things like, make me a sandwich. Oh no! And do the dishes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
So, uh, so uh, I was sort of sorry to miss that. That actually seemed kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, we heard, yeah, yeah. And then when the boys won, one of the girls said, "It's just like when Hillary lost." Oh my! They had goodness. really expected. They had really expected to win. <laughs> um, you know, the early polling numbers were they were gonna they, they were gonna take it all the way, and then the guys. You know, <laughs> oh, then I guess uh, the the head of the FBI, you know, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did another investigation into their emails, and right. uh, and they turned out to lose. <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> I know. Oh, that's, I know. that's hilarious. Okay, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm curious about a couple of things. Um, this one's a little obscure, but I've noticed you have over the years hired a lot of Mormons and ex-Mormons and are people yeah. with, with Utah ties. So what, I'm wondering, is there some kind of like affirmative action at This American Life, like some, <laughs> some quota for people that know about Joseph Smith? Is that like a thing? <laughs> I, it does. Like, I, I, it is like we have three – People, we have three producers on a staff of twelve. So that's a huge number. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, usually, like, honestly, to get numbers like that, it's that's usually the Jews uh, when <laughs> yeah. you're talking about a public radio show. Right. And and uh, and uh, I think we are the only public radio show where ex Mormons outnumber ex Jews. <laughs> um, and I don't know what to make of that. It wasn't planned at all. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I know much, much more about the Church of Latter Day Saints than than I ever did growing up, for sure. And uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I think it's all just part of the mainstreaming of of like Mormon identity into our country. I think it's a great thing. I think it's great that that uh, you know that that uh, that. Uh, you know, people who understand the LDS from the inside can be there when there are story ideas. And we end up doing a lot of stories. Right. You know, like, 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 uh, there'll probably be two in this episode because, because Elna, who's the other, who's right. one of the other, Elna uh, Baker, yeah. For, yeah, yeah, who's one of the other former LDS, she has, a, she, she herself is somebody who, like, really believed in grand gestures. And I did a long interview with her where she told a series of stories. And the opening scene is like how her parents, ended up engaged and they'd been dating for two and a half weeks and her dad went to temple and, uh, and heard the vo- and went prayed on it. And the voices of his not yet born children, uh, uh, you know, it was a very like LDS, you know, moment to have, like he heard voices saying, do this. And so he, that went, he asked her mom to marry him and, uh, you know, and and then she then she says that you know, like as 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 a good Mormon girl growing up, she believed that's how she would know that she was in love is that a voice would come into her head, and uh, and so so this is just one of two stories that's on the show. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's where, where they, go ahead. Yeah, so so you know, no, I think I think it's great. Like I think I think uh, obviously there's been a lot of prejudice against. Uh, a bit against the LDS and against and against uh, people in the Mormon Church and a lot of misunderstanding and I think it's like a way for people for people who are not LDS to 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 just to know the reality of it and just know like you know everybody is kind of normal and right. I don't know I feel like it's it's like a good mainstreaming in a way that like you know 20 years ago you would have like out as many out gay right. you know contributors on a show or 30 years ago I guess that would be now yeah. you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it seems. Yeah, it seems like an entirely positive thing. Yeah, totally. Well, and and we have Scott Carrier too, which he's not Mormon, but uh, 
great Utah Republican. <laughs> no, guy. sort of. No, no, sort of anti-Mormon. Actually, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like he's hardcore South Sea. Like, you know, like you know what I mean. Like, I feel like there you get a kind of downtown Salt Lake City. Yes. I'm tired of the Mormons, right. and yeah. I'm about to let you know. And yes. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. One more question. One more question. Um, do you listen? Do you think that you, Ira Glass, listen differently than other people do? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I will say, um, because of the kinds of stories I do and what my job is, I think I'm less judgy huh. than. Uh, than a civilian person would be. I think. I think. Uh, I think uh, because it's been my job for so much of my life to document these personal stories from the point of view of the people in the stories. Like I think, just it. It, it like I was like this before, but it really reinforced it. That you know, when I hear about somebody who believes something different from me, I just feel interested and I want to understand it. Like I really don't feel judgmental about it you know and 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 uh and uh honestly i think it's it's one of the things that's been a real strength of our program in covering um in covering uh uh, the rise of donald trump uh like i think i think there was a phase early on during the campaign where where a lot of press would go in and it, like anthropologists or something of like, who are these people who like Donald Trump? Whereas like we went in the way we always do is just be like, we, I don't know, we met like just Trump supporters who we thought were interesting and we liked talking to. And, you know, we were just like, let's get their stories on the air. Like people who we felt very sympathetic to, uh, towards. And, uh, and, you know, I, I think, uh, in the style of journalism we're doing, like, I don't know, I think, I think, uh, uh, it can it 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 helps it helps give I I think it helps it, you know it helps the listeners understand um, so 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 uh, I mean in living in in uh, in New York City I have to say I am constantly shocked by things I hear from adults about uh, about people they disagree with politically like like living in like liberal New York you know. I feel like every, you know, it's like I'm living in an island, which is like one of the bluest of blue spots in the country, and I feel like people are so out of touch with with uh, people who disagree with them, and it's so disheartening. Uh-huh. <laughs> so disheartening hearing the things people say, and they just feel like you don't, you don't, you never talk to anybody who disagrees with you. Like you don't know what they think, and it's just I don't know. People, I think right now at, at this moment on both sides. Of the political spectrum, like ascribe the worst motives to the other side, and then you know think the other side is trying to bring down America. And I, you know, I just think, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that was a good question. Yeah. Hey, Ira Glass, thank you so much for taking the time to to, to talk to me today. It's really been a pleasure, and I really enjoyed talking to you, Ira. Likewise. Okay. All right. Okay. 
So that is our episode for today. To hear the episode of This American Life that we talked about, you can tune in this weekend to KWR 90.1 FM on Saturday at 3 p.m. or Sunday at 6 p.m. or KCPW 88.3 FM on Saturday at 10 a.m. or Sunday at 4 p.m. It'll also be online Sunday at thisamericanlife.org and wherever you find podcasts. Now you can find us on Twitter at What Say Pod. Special thanks to Colin Hatch for our theme song, to Todd Siebertson and Kyle Benson for our logo, and of course, to Steve Buscemi. I'm Court Mann. And I'm Derek Clements. Thanks for listening.